Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the A to Z podcast. My name is Dustin, and I work with Dean Zierfoss to produce A to Z. Before this episode starts, I just want to mention that the series started on YouTube, and as such, some parts, mostly the housekeeping at the end of each episode, won't really make sense in the podcast format. So when you hear Dean Z say that you can leave your questions in the comments below, that's because originally this was a YouTube video. If you do have questions, we'd still love to hear them. Just email Dean Z at law.jd.admissions at umich.edu and put A to Z podcast in the subject line. Other than that, most of the video content translates really well to a podcast. So thanks for joining us on this new format. We hope you enjoy it. If you'd like, you can still watch the original A to Z videos on YouTube by going to law.umich.edu slash A to Z vlog. You can also visit the A to Z blog, which has additional written content and more information about Michigan law. That website is experience.law.umich.edu slash A to Z. And finally, if you enjoy the podcast and find it helpful, please let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening. And now, without further ado, is the A to Z podcast. everybody. It's Dean Z speaking to you from my basement. I want to talk today about what I'm going to call writing about difficult slash painful topics in your application. I've had a number of emails inquiring about how to handle distinct scenarios. Um, some of them are mental health related, like episodes of depression or anxiety. Uh, some of them are uh, sexual assault related, like having been the victim of rape and the effect that had on, you know, your grades or your uh, work experience. Um, sometimes it's trauma relating to family, like um, extreme poverty or abuse or illness. A lot of different possibilities that uh, I'm going to just put under this generalized umbrella because I think they can all be sort of analyzed in a similar way. First thing to think about is why? Why do you want to talk about this topic? Maybe it's because it's an essential part of who you are and you feel that it is critical that the admissions committee understands this about you and because it led you to apply to law school and it's part of your motivation. Or maybe it's because, you know, more narrowly, you just want to explain some element of your background or, um, you know, an aspect to your application, such as, you know, a, a break from um, school or employment or, um, you know, and grades that don't reflect your abilities, uh, something like that. Those may lead, uh, those two different goals may lead to different treatments. So let's keep that in mind. But let's just start with the question actually of, do you want to do this at all? Um, you should not feel compelled to, in the phrase that I learned a couple years ago, perform your trauma. Uh, that idea is that admissions officers, almost out of a prurient curiosity, um, want applicants to tell them all the troubles and sorrows in their life and, and that if you, if you can dish up enough of this, that's what's going to get you in. In my experience, that is not the case. Uh, you know, this, these are difficult things to handle well. Uh, and so the people who are doing it because 
it's not coming from a sincere place, but they think that this is just like some route into law school, they're making a mistake. And by the same token, most people don't have anything similar to this in their background. A significant number of people do, to be clear, but most people do not. And so like, obviously most people are getting into law school without something like this in their background. I've occasionally had people actually lament to me their lack of, you know, sorrowful episodes in their past because um, they feel like they don't have anything to write about. That is extremely misguided. So if you don't feel like this is the right approach for you, you should not in any way feel like it is mandatory or that you are foregoing some important um, edge in the application process by choosing to write about something else. If the reason you're even considering this is because you need to, you think, explain some aspect of your of your background, some, you know, question mark that's going to be in the head of the reviewer, then that is a disadvantage to leave that question unanswered, to be really frank. I've extolled in various past episodes the advantages of answering questions that are going to be popping up into um, a reviewer's mind. But understand, that's like the ideal. Most people don't actually do that. So... If, if you feel like on balance, that is just not what you want to do, you'd rather leave that an open question, I think that is, in most cases, going to be fine. I think it's a, an advantage to you if you realize you're doing this and you can maybe, you know, make up for it in other ways in the application. Just make sure nothing else is um, appearing um, unanswered and unaddressed. You know, just do your best with all the other aspects of it. Okay, now let's move on to you've made the decision you do want to uh, bring up one of these topics, how do you approach it fruitfully? There's two issues to consider. One is what is your goal in bringing this topic up? And two, what is your comfort level in discussing it? So first one, your goal has to underlie the whole undertaking, right? You, you need to think about like, why am I bringing this up? And then that, that needs to be part of every sentence that you're writing uh, to make sure you are, in fact, effectuating that goal. So if the goal is just to explain a particular semester's grades, um, that's relatively easy and straightforward. That's maybe two or three sentences of, um, at the most general, you could say, during the winter semester of 2018, I encountered a serious health issue um, that had an effect on my grades and uh, because I was not able to prepare adequately for finals, um, I was fatigued, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, that situation is now resolved. Great, right? You don't have to say, um, I had a major depressive episode if you're not comfortable saying that. If you are comfortable saying that, you can write almost exactly the same thing, but say, I had a major depressive episode. It really just depends on how open you feel like being. If on the other hand, you want to introduce um, a topic that is difficult or painful because it is essential to who you are and where you are in this, in this process, then you have to be prepared to be a little more forthcoming. Okay, so I will now share why this is a subject near and dear to my heart. And it is because um, my mother went to law school when I was eight years old. She was hugely influential to me. She was a big inspiration, huge part of why I ever considered law school. I admired her enormously. But when I was in college, my mother got cancer 
and she died when I was 19. Um, so that is also a big part of my story. So I felt like I couldn't write a personal statement that did not talk about my mother, but I did not want to talk about my mother's death. At the time, I was still really struggling with it and it was really painful and I just didn't want to share it with a bunch of strangers. That's just where I was in my grieving process. Um, but I never really, <laughs> I never really was conscious of this conflict. And so I, I did write about her, but I also kind of didn't. It was completely unclear. I wrote what I call now, I call it writing around the issue. It's like I never actually even said that my mother had died. So like that was underlying everything I wrote, but I never made that explicit to the reader. So I think it was just a completely confusing mishmash for the poor people on, on the receiving end of it. And um, I think this is the second time I've talked about how terrible my personal statement is or was. So I hope that's giving everybody a lot of confidence or, you know, optimism. Anyway, um, right. So I wasn't ready to write about it and I did and it was terrible. So if you want to write about it, you have to be prepared to be forthcoming. So what does be forthcoming mean in this context? It means you have to be direct and straightforward. Uh, you don't have to be hugely detailed, depending again on what your goal is. Um, but you shouldn't use euphemisms uh, and you shouldn't be vague. So you could say health issue, or you could say major, depre major depressive episode. You could say, I was the victim of a crime, or you could say, I was raped. Um, but you shouldn't say something like, a thing happened to me that was unpleasant. Like that's, like, I, I just don't know what that means. No one's gonna know what that means. And it doesn't in any way uh, advance your narrative or, or serve your goals. So let's assume though you are comfortable being um, you know, next level, talking more uh, in detail about what occurred. Your next challenge, if you're there, is to be wary of what the kids today call the overshare. Actually, I don't even know if that's the kids today. That might've been the kids from like last decade, but whatever, you get my point. There's several reasons why you have to be a little bit wary about not sharing too many um, dramatic details. One, I think, is just the practical issue of you only have a couple pages, right? So you want the ratio of solid factual information uh, to dominate uh, the ratio of dramatic detail, right? Um, you don't have a lot of room to work with. You don't have a novel to write here. So you, you got to get it all done in a fairly short space. So focus on the facts. Second, I think it could be just a, a matter of either lawyerly training or lawyerly temperament, but lawyers do tend to like the matter-of-fact approach. Uh, my dear husband, who is a lawyer, is uh, an example of this. He um, rants at the weather forecasters when they say things like a balmy 75 or a chilly 39. He's like, I know what 75 degrees is. Don't tell me it's balmy, right? He is at one end of a spectrum of not wanting a lot of dramatic detail, we'll say, or any adjectives. But you know, that's that's a that's a kind of a common theme from for many lawyers. So uh, think about that. Another little story along those lines is that when I was clerking, um, we had a case where um, it was a, a constitutional claim 
um, I, I will not go into any details, but the lawyer who is bringing the suit um, did not identify what aspect of the Constitution he felt had been violated or name the way in which he thought it had been violated, but he did give us many, many details of the um, underlying facts of the case, which were really troubling and upsetting. And uh, I remember my judge saying he is trying to win by making us throw up. So you, that's, that's lawyers for you, right? So, so my point is, um, it is absolutely fine and appropriate to talk about details, but I would maintain a certain level of distance. One trick that I sometimes use when I'm, I'm in this situation is I pretend that I am representing myself, like that I'm my own client, like I bifurcate myself. And so, you know, that helps me get a little bit of distance um, that I think makes me more successful in communicating than just spilling all my feelings would be. Another thing I think that sometimes uh, gets inside people's heads is this idea of the wide range of people who are going to potentially be reading this essay, assuming you're applying to more than one school, right? You, that is beyond your control. Put that outside your head. You, you don't know everybody's personalities, everyone's predilections. I, I would say, imagine the reader is just like a normally well-intentioned, kind, sympathetic person. And don't get all hung up on like um, writing to some kind of imaginary persona who is less kind or um, more kind. Just like go for like median levels of kindness. Finally, the thing you need to think about is when you're writing this, there needs to be some resolution, right? You, you want to tell a story where you have overcome this obstacle, where you are out on the other side, that you are not still grappling with the, the pain um, that is fresh. Uh, that's, you got to figure out how to, how to handle that for your own story, but that is something that the reader is going to be understandably looking for. Law school is, is challenging. Law school um, does not give you tons of time for working through um, your issues, however well-intentioned schools have become on on issues of supporting uh, people in you know in all kinds of ways it's still I think you will be well served uh, by starting law school from a position of strength and you want to convey that to the admissions office all right I think that is everything I have to say on that topic so now I want to talk about grammar um, a lot of times my grammar points are what might be called pedantic right? Like they're just things that I feel strongly about, uh, but language is constantly evolving. This one though, language may have evolved for this one, but I think it, it's bad because, um, okay, I'm just going to stop winding up. I'm just going to get to it. Disinterested versus uninterested. People always use the word disinterested to mean uninterested. So they say like, um, that movie was super boring and I was completely disinterested. What you mean to say is you had no interest in it. Disinterest is when you are not, uh, when you are an impartial, uh, unbiased observer, right? So you, you are disinterested in the outcome of the proceedings. Uh, you don't have a dog in that fight. But uninterested is when you are bored off your noggin, right? So um, by 
merging those two things together, we have lost some essential meaning from our language. So I would encourage you to keep them separate in your writing and speech. Thank you for considering my petition on this subject. All right, that's everything for the day. I hope you found that useful. Would love to hear your feedback and more suggestions. Love the suggestions. Please keep them coming. Please put any comments in the comment section below or send me an email to law.jd.admissions at umich.edu and put vlog in the subject line. If you found this helpful, you might want to check out my admissions blog. There's a link to that below too. And as always, thank you to the very patient Dustin Johnston, without whom this is not possible. And uh, wherever you go, go blue.